0: Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. Did you know, 4 out of 5 veterinarians recommend your hosts, Ru and Taz.
1: Are you going to start the show, or are you just going to sit there?
2: Uh, We're just going to sit here. (laughs) This is an interesting show. Listening to silence. Isn't it amazing? So, it's season two, episode 16.
1: To pop or not to pop? That is the question.
2: Our topic today is ruining the magic. And we also have a special guest.
1: Hyperlink. No click.
2: Yay! (laughs) So...
1: It's before. It's no. This is the part that we do before the interview. Okay. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Have you not hosted a show in no. a while? No.
2: It's been a while. I've been like eating Thanksgiving dinner and stuff like that.
1: What did you do the last couple of weeks?
2: Well, I stared at myself in the mirror and thought okay, about.
1: What, what can you tell us <laughs> that you did in the last two weeks?
2: Well, I went. I went Black Friday shopping. Shame on you. I know. I know. Um, I also had Thanksgiving with my family. So tugs, what did you do for Thanksgiving? I got sick. You got sick.
1: I don't know. Like today, my throat's just been like <clears throat> all day. And uh, so, if you hear that through the show, it's
2: probably me. Well, I had some amazing mashed potatoes. Eh? A. <laughs> okay, sorry that went that went pretty flat. I don't know. What it's you're doing. Thanksgiving. I have it's no Thanksgiving. idea. Thanksgiving. Okay, it's okay.
1: So, anyway, I was in Seattle for a week. It was fun.
2: What'd you do in Seattle? Smoked. (laughs) (laughs) No,
3: I I know Seattle. That's why he's coughing all the time now when he came back. Actually,
1: now that you say that, I think I know what's causing this, but it wasn't smoking. It was secondhand smoking. So, (laughs)
2: because you didn't go to con, I mean, is this called Seattle Crud that you have?
1: Yeah, it's called uh, Sound Crud. Sound Crud? Yeah. From Puget Sound. Oh putrid sounds nice what else have you been up to um video game season is upon us
2: yeah you got the wii u right
1: hell no i didn't get the wii u (laughs) why not i'm not gonna respond to your trolling (laughs) so (laughs) i got the new sonic racer which is pretty decent um i have playstation all-stars and shrink wrap somewhere right there um and then i've been playing the new need for speed which is great.
2: I've been playing the Paper Mario game. That was that was pretty epic. That was fun. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what we've been that's what we have been up to. Wow. Grammar's being all over the place Are today. Are you drinking eggnog? Not yet. Eggnog's not at the store yet, is it? It's been at the store for
1: like two months. Really? Yes. I should go pick some up. Eat the cookie.
2: Oh, yes, the cookie. Alright. Today's fortune brought to you by Alzheimer's disease. There you go. Since I forgot. Honestly, will take you further than flattering words in bed with a cookie.
0: <laughs>
1: Unless you have an STD.
2: <laughs> oh, Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was today's fortune. So what are we talking about?
1: Uh, we're talking about you talking into your microphone.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Not talking about talking about in my microphone.
1: No, this is probably the least star-studded opening we've had in a long time. I
2: know, it's been pretty epic.
1: Right. Yeah. Right, so today... I feel kind of awkward today. You're always awkward. Thank you. So today, we have our topic. We have the return of the game.
0: Yay, the game! We have a
1: voicemail. We have viewer... Viewer... I always say that. We have listener mail. (laughs) And then we have some plugs.
2: Dude, where are we today? Are we like... Like, I'm are we on drugs? I'm trying just
1: to breathe and not cough in the microphone.
2: okay. All right, so...
1: What's wrong with you?
2: I, I don't know. I'm just completely off. It's because of Black Friday shopping and craziness and See? people running around, like, grabbing, like, $3 DVDs and tearing out ladies' hairs and stuff like that, you know?
1: One hair or multiple at once? It's
2: multiple, you know? All
1: right, it's time to do the
2: show. Okay. We'll get this opening. When you wish upon a star Make
0: no difference who you are Anything
2: your heart desires Will come to you
1: Welcome back to the show of Sick Dead People
2: Yay! We're dead and sick today (laughs) So
1: So, besides impressing the crap out of our guest here in the studio because we sound horrible today.
0: Yay! <laughs> um,
1: we are going to talk about ruining the magic, which is how do you kill the first shooting experience? What does that mean exactly? We'll find out. So,
2: let's first of all get to our uh, guest. Yes. So, click, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yay, me. Um, <laughs> Yay, you! <laughs>
4: uh, well, personally, I'm a heavy duty mechanic, so, you know kind of rare in the fandom most people from what i've seen are technical or nerds nerds yeah wait wait
1: what's a, a you say a heavy duty mechanic heavy
4: duty what big.
1: is what is the difference between that and just a mechanic
4: um well i don't work on cars i work on very big trucks <laughs> oh semis that kind of thing
3: yeah he's the guy with the one inch socket sets <laughs>
1: yeah or bigger <laughs> so you play on a whole different league
2: bigger is always better so what got you into the furry fandom? Um,
4: let's see. That's a long story. Uh basically YouTube videos. I found fursuit videos on YouTube one day and it's kind of all downhill from there. So what made you decide to actually be a fursuiter just those videos or Well, um it, it's actually kind of funny. I found I stumbled upon certain videos in February um and it was funny because about a m- week and a half before that I was commenting on how much fun it would be to be a professional mascot. <laughs> we were we were actually watching the Super Bowl and uh you know, seeing the stuff that the mascots get away with, stuff that they can do, you know, if you're a cute fuzzy creature, you can do just about anything and people will, shake, you know, shrug it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and then I was just sitting at home and stumbled upon the right kind of videos and you know it was kind of one of them this this clicks <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um you ended up creating your own suit the very first time I or did. like i heard that it was like a 24 hour time period
4: oh, oh well it was longer nap. <laughs> um i basically jumped in feet first you know full steam this is what i want to do you know went to the local fabric store bought me some cheap building materials and Made my first suit. Well, specifically made my first head. It, it was, was it a partial? You know, first it was just the head. That's all I had. <clears throat> um, it was it was harder than it looks, but it was also easier than I thought it would be. You know, it's it's not horrible.
2: For you, when you actually put on your suit, is there any transformation that happens for you? Is it just, I mean... Are you still the same person? How do you feel about, you know, fursuiting yourself?
4: That one's kind of hard to explain. Um, you know, personality-wise, I'm pretty much the same person. You know, I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm a pretty nice guy in real life anyway. Obviously not quite as cynical in my suit as I am out of it, partially because I don't talk in suit. You know, that's part of the whole magic thing. That
1: you got to tell everyone what your species is.
4: Oh, yeah that <laughs> my main persona I am a coyote um straightforward nothing real fancy. I thought
1: you had orange hair.
4: I do that's not straightforward that's, that's, well <laughs> you're right it's, okay, it's not completely straightforward um, you know i don't I don't get crazy with the tattoos and markings and you know weird weird designs other than the orange hair tuft. I'm just pretty much a straightforward brown coyote i definitely feel more bubbly i guess you could say you know you you, you liven your step and obviously in any fursuit you you have to over animate so that
1: that helps so uh, you have how long have you been fursuiting a while right um it'll be what will it
2: be
4: either three or four years i'll have to think about it
1: how many cons have you been to in that time
4: Oh, shoot. Probably seven.
2: <laughs> seven conventions. Yeah.
1: And so do you feel like there's the sense of magic when you're in fursuit that you create? Definitely. What's it like? Absolutely.
4: Um. Well, you know, part of the reason or part of the way I explain why I fursuit is, uh, you know, my favorite analogy is, you know, you go to... You know, you go to a theme park where they have mascots, Disneyland, stuff like that. I love that you're
1: saying that because that was like the little point we had on our show notes.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, even being an adult, you know, you're you're, you're 30 years old. You're walking through Disneyland. If you see Tigger bouncing down the road, you know, you're going to run up, give him a hug, take a picture with him. It's just, you know, that feeling you get inside, it turns you into a kid again. Well, you know, fursuiting is pretty much that from the other side it's 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 nice to be able to portray that joy to other people
2: have you had an ex- personal experience yourself where you feel like that you've i don't know like really influenced somebody through your first fursuiting well um i mean it, it can't be like it doesn't need to be like huge but <laughs> well i don't know about influence you
4: know other than you
2: <laughs> thanks
4: um one of my most emotional experiences in a fursuit suit was uh, the Cure Search walk we did last year, and there was a a girl in a wheelchair, six or seven, you know, and just knowing what she was going through, and to be able to put a smile on her face, you know, just really got me deep down, you know, for some some reason that was. You know, that really touched me. You know, being able to see her smile and brighten her day, knowing what she's going through, you know, just to put that little bit of sunshine in her life. You know, and that's, for me, that's, you know, that's what it's all about.
1: Exactly. So so in the fandom, there's been a phenomenon in the last few years of people popping their top, which is to say taking their head off. Who exactly are these people, in your opinion, that take off their heads? (laughs)
4: Well, you know, really, you, you kind of have to take it case by case. You know, some people really just don't care. Um, most, from what I've seen, um, you know, most of them are at conventions where all of us really know what's going on anyway. But, you know, you, personally, you still have the public walking around, even at a convention. You know, we,
1: so you're seeing them at conventions. Or are you seeing them just in the con space? Do you see them outside smoking? Do you see them elsewhere? Where are you seeing this behavior?
4: Um, Yeah, pretty much everywhere. <laughs> you know, walking around the con space. I've seen people walking around, you know, out on the street. You know, we'll go out. You do a, a fursuiting outing.
1: So they're out in public, like on the public street. Yeah. So outside the boundaries of the convention. Why do you think they're doing that?
4: Um, I think most people just don't care. You know, most of them that do it, they just, you know, it is what it is. Maybe, You know, maybe it goes back to the story with the girl. You know, it's that emotional connection that I feel towards doing that kind of thing for people. You know, maybe they just don't have it.
2: Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think that, that there's different levels within um, the commitment of fursuiting. And I think that for you, um, how you ended up getting into the fandom, your reasoning for getting into the fandom... Was far different than somebody else's. Um, you know, somebody else could have gotten in the fandom because they watched, you know, shooting sex videos and they wanted to, you know, basically get a fursuit so that they could just have sex, you know?
4: Yeah, well, and that, that's exactly it. You know, the, when, I, when I first found the fandom, you know, it, it was a wow, you know, I've, I feel like I've always been a furry. I just didn't know it, you know, but really the reason I jumped into it so fast you know, started building suits and getting things done was, you know, in my mind, it was to do exactly that, you know, to go to charity walks, you know, basically walk around and give people a smile. That's, you know, that's the reason I do what I do.
2: And that's the same exact reason for me is just being able to go and see somebody smile, see somebody actually, I don't know, just brighten somebody's day you know we live in such a crappy world where everybody takes things so serious and to be able to just give somebody a smile just i don't know i just i think that it it means a lot and it's, it does you know it, it,
4: everything day to day life is so mundane anymore you know it's you know you you fall into the routine of wake up go to work come home go to bed you know it's just if you can brighten up somebody's day and make them smile for a minute, you know, you, you feel better and you know, they feel better.
1: Exactly. So not the question isn't really, does it ruin the magic? Cause we'll come to that, but does it matter to you that people are going to walk around with pop tops?
4: <laughs> well, it kind of does. You know, I don't, I don't like to look down on people for what they do. You know, like we said, maybe their reasoning for doing it at all is completely different than mine. Um, you know, part of my attitude towards life is, you know, I do what I do. You do what you do, um you know, don't worry about what I'm doing, and I won't worry about what you're doing you know it 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 kind of bothers me, but I'm not going to you know I'm not going to shun people or look down on them for it you know it is, you do what you do, and that's it's your problem
1: so what kinds of examples have we seen? I've seen a fursuit suit smoke with his head on, <laughs> which is not a pop top, but I've also seen plenty of people smoke with their head off, yeah
2: um let's see i've seen i've seen people like texting with their with their phone and stuff like that which you know i think that's pretty understandable when it's at a convention but there's still other ways that you can i don't know text somebody without being out in the open you know?
4: <laughs> i've actually tried using a smartphone with pause on it doesn't work
1: <laughs> actually I've thought about finding fabric that is that conductive fabric and putting yeah. it on one digit of the paw. just well, you can do that. Actually, actually you know,
4: the whole Black Friday thing, I was out last night and they had gloves specifically made for using smartphones with gloves on and it that's exactly what I thought.
3: There's actually a very very simple way of doing that. Um, basically you can get a silver Plated, basically, it's like silver lined nylon thread, and all you need to do is just stitch that into your uh, pop pads um, in like a little figure X or a little dot, and it will touch, of course, through your finger on the inside and conduct to the screen on the outside. It's a very simple and easy way to do that. That's actually an awesome idea. So it's. We
2: learned something.
3: Yay! <laughs> <Hey. laughs>
1: I don't have the button. Um, so it's really. It's really about not only emotional connection, but the fact that there is a challenge in trying to do regular activities sometimes in an irregular
4: bodysuit. Exactly. And that's, you know, it, it's kind of fun because the mouth on my original suit, actually on both of them that I wear now, um, is big enough that even at a con, most of the cups they use are small enough. I can just drink out of a cup with my head on. And it's, you know, it's, it's neat being able to do that, and it really kind of weirds people out sometimes. But,
2: but does, it, does it look like you're like shoving a <laughs> cup in the back of your throat? Like...
4: I, don't, I don't know. I've never had anybody actually take a picture of me doing it. Um, I, I have one picture of me drinking a, a, a Heineken, and it, it looks a little weird, but it doesn't look horrible.
1: <laughs> well, before we go to our first break, we have a little teaser of what's coming up later on. So we have a voicemail. I don't know who it's from, (laughs) but we'll find out.
3: this is uh, K-9. My my opinion on ruining the magic would be, I'd rather see them, you know, ruin the magic than to be overheated and get passed out and have their suits cut off of them. They've had that happen at Anthrocon and stuff like that, so thanks for your time.
1: So it was from K-9. Yep. (laughs) Well, thank you for the voicemail. We are going to take a quick break, We'll have the news, and then we're going to come back and actually get to the meat and potatoes of how do you ruin the magic and is it ruining the magic
3: we'll to be begin with
1: back. as I get all choked up <laughs> from illness. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be back. Yeah.
0: From the FWIW News Desk, this is The Healthy Computer, bringing you the latest news from round the free fandom. In national news, we start with the announcement the latest Pokemon film will air on December 8th on Cartoon Network. This marks a huge change for the film franchise when the first movie premiered nationally in theaters. This will be the 15th Pokemon film. Like it or not, the hugely popular My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic series of cartoons will see its season 1 premiere on DVD in North America on December 4th. Most retailers will carry the set, however Amazon.com will be selling an exclusive edition featuring cast and crew interviews. For Affinity hosted their first town hall meeting on live stream on November 20th. The town hall focused on issues pertinent to the popular furry art website and allowed users to voice their opinions. A link to the recorded meeting can be found on the FurAffinity website. In local news, we have nothing to report at this time. No news is good news. Upcoming conventions. Further confusion is January 17th to the 21st in 2013 at the San Jose Convention Center in California. The theme is Forbidden Planet. Elliot's Winter Carnival is January 26th and 27th in Orlando, Florida. And that's it for the news. From the FWIW News Desk, this is The Healthy Computer, bringing you the latest news from round the free fandom. Stay tuned for part two of our interview, where we discover if you really can ruin the magic, plus listener mail, the game, and more. This is For What It's Worth, and we are in your head.
2: All right. Well, welcome back. We're currently talking about not popping the top and ruining the magic. So now we have a big question.
1: The big question.
2: Yeah. The big question. So is popping the top ruining the magic?
4: Um, well,
1: this is your opinion,
4: right? Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Um, you know, like I said before, you have to kind of take it case by case. You know, you, you, you don't want to be, you know, for instance, say that, you know, the the walk we were in, you know, in front of a bunch of children and just rip your head off. That, that's terrifying. <laughs>
2: it's almost like going to Disneyland and Mickey Mouse comes out and just takes off his head while signing an autograph. <laughs> like, that would be horrifying. Think about the children. What would they do? I, You know, think- that is
1: not a good way to... Like, Just think
2: about it. the
3: little female that's in there doing Mickey Mouse too. <laughs> yeah. Seriously.:
2: Well, Disneyland would not be Disneyland if they did that. Disneyland is a magical place, and I think that it has to do because they follow these simple rules, and I they don't know they're
1: not simple rules.
2: <laughs> You're right, they're not. I mean, basically, a, an employee would be fired if they took off their glove or you know, stuff like that.
1: I think it is ruining the magic.
2: I believe so, too. But Here's why.
1: I get that people should be able to do what they want to do, and I completely support that. I've always had the philosophy of not dying during talk shows from coughing. (laughs) (laughs) But also, um, your rights stop where mine begin, which basically means it has to be halfway. And for a lot of people, they spend a lot of time working on their fursuit, their fursuit character, their performance, and so forth. And so when you walk around and you take your head off, now you put that seat on the people said, who's inside? And it takes away from that person's hard work. And, you know, it's, it's not hard to just give a little courtesy and say, I'm not going to pop my top in places that I shouldn't, I mean, because there are designated zones. But, you know, I woo, I feel a, a lot less motivated to fursuit because people pop their top and walk around. It's like, well, screw that. Cause I mean I don't have a fur suit of my character. It's something else.
2: Well, exactly. I mean, like the other day we went to a bowling meet, and I'm not going to name names, but there are people that you know took off their paws. And I understand that the bowling ball, you know, you can't necessarily bowl very well, but that's part of the fun. And you no, know, there there's were...
1: another reason for that though. For bowling specifically, the ball has oil on it from the lanes, and it'll ruin your paw.
2: Yeah. Oh. Okay, okay, well, you got me there but but needless to say, they were walking around afterward with human hands, and you know, there were a whole bunch of children that were there and it it just seemed like those children were no longer interested in us at the very beginning, they were interested, but then after they saw like, i don't know, they just it, the mood changed for them they just they didn't pay attention to us anymore.
4: they weren't engaged exactly well it wasn't it wasn't mysterious anymore.
2: It's like, oh, it's a human, mm. you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like telling a child that Santa Claus isn't real.
1: <laughs> now, to play the counterpoint, because I was asking some people before we started recording the show, some people see it just as like a mask and that there's someone behind the mask. And what do you think about that? I mean, is it just a mask and it shouldn't matter if the mask is taken off? Well,
4: actually, you know, it kind of goes back to the whole different personality thing. You know, mine's not... a. Uh, a lot different than the way I am normally, but it is different. It is, in my mind, it's a different person. And, in, you know, the, pretty much the way I look at fursuiting is it, this is what I'm contributing to the fandom in general. I I can't draw. I I cannot play music. <laughs> I fursuit, you know. It's a, it's a performance art. And, it, you know, to me, that's that's what I do. That's my contribution to the fandom. So... You know once I stop making it a performance art and it's just, just wearing a costume to be uh, you know to get attention it's it it takes away from what I'm contributing
2: to me i I see it like i don't know like rue is an actual almost like an actual person to me he has a soul to me he doesn't have an actual soul of course I know that, but to me. Rue is real, and I want people to see him that way as well. That he is in a he's a real person, and so when I put the suit on, I don't talk to anybody. I am Rue. That's who I am, and I guess I, I strongly believe in the magic. I don't know. That's just that's just because no.
1: it it seems kind of like an artist will rely or an artist um an actress or an actor they will rely on their ability to convince you that there's someone else in a movie or whatever, and you buy into that character if they're good at what they do. But a fursuiter, they don't have the mechanic of necessarily speaking or acting a certain way in the way that you and I would communicate outside a suit. It's The gimmick is the actual costume, the fursuit itself. And so if people aren't you know, aware of that and respect it, then it would be like going to a movie and saying, Oh yeah, Daniel Craig was wonderful in Skyfall. No, he was James Bond because that's who he was portraying, and you, you suspended disbelief in exchange for that story. Does
2: that exactly, make sense? Exactly. Well,
4: exactly. Yeah, you, you know, you could take that example. You know, okay, you're sitting there watching a James Bond movie. Well, you know, halfway through the scene, he sits down and pops out a cigarette. You know, it would completely kill the movie. You know, it's the breaking character thing. Exactly.
2: I mean, I know that for me, like, I don't I don't do any sexual activities in my suit. The reason the whole
1: internet needed to know that. (laughs) You're
2: you're welcome. But the reason why is because I honestly feel that it would taint him his actual character.
4: (laughs) I'm the exact same way. That you know, that that character is is innocent. That's (laughs) that's all there is to it.
2: Now, if I made a, a suit or a character that's not completely innocent, you know that I don't know, likes to go stripping or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Then yeah, it would be different. I'd be playing that particular character.
4: Exactly. Well, and it's like you said. You know, Rue is, you know, Rue's the same as Click. You know, they're they're their own entity. I've I've actually caught myself talking to my first suit head.
2: <laughs> well, no, but actors, now actors, are actors will think talk crazy. to the
1: characters they're portraying too. Yeah. So we have an outside perspective if anyone wants to hear it.
2: You know, one one point, real quick. <laughs> Apparently, Rude doesn't. You know, <laughs> when I go shopping for things, unfortunately, like when I go to like get prizes from like uh, the oh, like nickelcade or whatever, I'm always buying things not for myself. I'm always buying things for Rue because I'm like thinking, what would Rue want, you know? (laughs) And so I get like all these fur-suiting props and stuff like that. And whenever I go to the store, I always think like, there's this great big gigantic crayon in Toys R Us. I'm like, (laughs) I want to pick that up for Rue, you know? Rue wants that.
4: Well, that you know that works the other way around too. You know, as as much as you and I hang out together, especially in suit, you know. Whether I'm in suit or not, I interact with you differently than I do with Rue. You know, and and maybe it's just the fact that we share the same opinion on, on what fursuiting is, but you know, I from the outside I interact differently with a character than I do with a person.
2: Yeah. No, I completely understand. It's it's almost like fursuiters have kind of this like unspoken kind of connection <laughs> kind a little of. bit with each
4: other either that or you know we all disassociate and have personality disorders
2: <laughs> I don't
1: know <laughs> I think it's, it's latter. so we have an email go ahead it's from our good friend Cindy Skunk who I need to email so he says hey Cindy Skunk again I'm talking as an outsider on the subject of having never fursuited before I believe that taking your hat off around everyone does ruin the magic I get the fact that it does get extremely hot on them and it's probably impossible to go around a whole convention with them the only convention I've seen furries at so far has been anime bonsai. I saw many people taking their heads off, which saddened me at the time. But later I learned it was probably more than necessary, as there was no headless lounge at a, at, sorry, like a furry con. I can't breathe. Just my small opinion on something I'm not experienced at. Keep it classy, skunk.
2: I completely agree.
1: <clears throat> Part of the challenge of fursuiting is getting used to the heat. Exactly. Like, obviously you've got to know your limits. And the first few times you go out, eh, you know, you're going to screw up and kill yourself a few times so well, that's that's par for the course
2: <laughs> the first time that you're out i would highly recommend just being in there for like one hour like or less
1: wow less
4: you, well, yeah like 20 30 minutes tops. <laughs> yeah. well you know and that that goes back to that first uh voicemail you know you you, you cannot beget common sense i mean you know right. regardless of what it is you have to know your limits you know if if you're going to try you have to know what you can do. You know, you don't, I mean, obviously you don't want to kill yourself. Nobody wants to see anybody hurt or sick from trying to do this. You know, so common sense has to take precedence.
2: Well, and if you have to take your head off because you have to breathe and or if there's something that's going on, then by all means, your health, your the safety of yourself is far more important. Yeah. But the thing is, is there are things that you can do to prepare yourself to make it so that you never reach that situation yeah. where you have to just take your head off. You shouldn't be in that situation. Exactly. Well, that,
1: I got a smoke, didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, how do you respond to that? Yeah, Too well, bad. you know, that, that falls Too into bad. the knowing your
4: limits thing. You know, you, you, okay, you know, an hour and I'm done. I have to go to the headless lounge. So start heading that way, you know the the anime convention thing was a it was a unique situation in the fact that we had nowhere to go so it was it was tough you know it it really drove me crazy having to change in the parking lot with people walking by you know but you know you sometimes you just do what you have to do
2: yeah i do the exact same thing so i know what you're talking about so
1: aside from emergencies when else is it okay to pop your head in public in your opinion
4: um never you know like i said you know know your limits you know if 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 you know after an hour you're going to be passing out maybe you should start heading for you know a secluded place
1: yeah just like i'm not going to run on a treadmill for an hour when i know my body's limit is 20 minutes exactly if you (laughs)
2: all of a sudden find out that your parents have died and
3: um, (laughs) oh you got to go there
2: <laughs> i'm just I, saying or if somebody close to you has died there you go i think
3: that classifies as emergency yeah yeah
2: exactly emergencies <laughs> um there's there's tons of different emergencies they you know they yeah. you're gonna well need you know that. and that's the thing you know you emergency. drive somebody to the hospital or
4: health <laughs> issues aside you know the, the 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 thing people have a problem with as far as this subject goes as is the people who just you know, they'll pop their head off and walk around for hours and hours with it under their arm just because they don't they don't care. You know, they just whatever.
2: I agree. I feel like it shows that they truly do not care about the character that they are portraying. Exactly. They well, are they just wearing they're just wearing a mask. That's yeah. all that they're doing. And so it's like what is the point of fursuiting? Why are you even suiting? Are you doing it for the right reasons? Are you doing it because you want to be popular? Or are you doing it because you want to bring a smile to somebody's face? But
1: who's to say which one's the right reason? Exactly. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, playing devil advocate. I know, what is the I know right you reason? are.
2: What is the right reason for what? Finish.
1: <laughs> for having a fursuit to begin with. Personally. <laughs> and the sound booth goes X-rated two episodes in a row.
2: Personally, I think the right reason is because, I don't know, for, I feel that it's because you want to take that persona. That you've worked on so hard or that you've claimed to be. That you've role-played online to basically be able to step into the skin of that person and actually be them. So instead of role-playing what you role-play online, you actually are that person.
4: Yeah, well, and that works for you and I, but not everybody does it for that reason. But everybody has a persona. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Everyone has created something.
4: And so, that's, that's true, you know, I mean, well, that's kind of what I figure, you know, everybody knows fursuits aren't cheap, you know, the good ones, <laughs> even the bad ones are expensive, you know, you go,
1: a paper bag is cheap, <laughs> that's
4: true,
2: I don't but, know. You know, I don't know, if those prices, I'm kind of with you
4: on that one though, why, why go through all the trouble of coming up with a character, inventing a character, coming up with a design for it, just to be crass. Spending yeah.
2: a whole bunch of money on yeah, a fursuit. I just,
4: yeah.
1: Maybe maybe I'm a little more frugal than most
2: I And only know. going in half ass in the situation.
1: Well, I mean, but there are people who they'll make a fursuit for every popular trend that comes along and get rid of it as soon as possible. So for them it's a popularity thing. So Yeah, that's true. What else ruins the magic that you can do in suit besides popping your top?
4: Um well, yeah, I don't know. Some people say talking, but you know that that's really a gray area.
1: I like it when people have a first voice versus their regular voice because if okay. I hear their regular voice, because I'm a visual thinker, I am gonna I'm gonna not suspend disbelief at that point. Yeah,
4: exactly. And that, you know, I know a few people who do that, and it's great. I love it. You know that, <laughs> like like Reggie, he does an <laughs> amazing job. Rue's gonna hate me for this, but the squeakers.
1: <gasps> <laughs> I, <laughs> There's an anti squeaker movement coming. Actually, it is yeah.
4: growing. Oh well. I mean, you know that that's not necessarily ruining the magic.
2: But there's a right way That's, and there's a wrong way
4: to that do falls a squeaker. Into the squeaker. the voice thing, you know. It's at least you're not just, "Hey, how you doing?" You know.
2: Well, there's like. <laughs> I love it when
1: it's a little fursuit suit and then they come up to you and they're like, "Hey, yeah, what's up? <laughs> a little but short like, fursuit. <laughs>
2: well, there's people that have put on put squeakers in their mouth and just like. I don't know. They just don't know how to do it. And so it's it becomes annoying. <laughs> and I have to like sit down and I actually go and teach them and then they become the most awesome, you know, I don't know. I think it's awesome. <laughs> if it's done right. If they do it too much, then, you know, then it's stupid.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Just the way it exploded. You know, there was a couple that did it. Now it seems like you can't go to a convention without everybody having a squeaker in their mouth. Yeah. But, you know, that <sighs> Some people say talking in suit ruins it. Sometimes you have to, you know. I, I'm. I did I, at the symphony. I'm not good at sign language. <laughs> I, I, know, I know sign language. I know some. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's probably the <laughs> same one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, and that kind of goes into the emergency thing too. You know, if maybe you don't want to pop the top, but you have to say, "Okay, hey, get me out of here." You know, that's obviously. Well, yeah, you know, don't worry about it, but...
2: Yeah, there's times that you have to communicate with your handler, but there's ways that you can communicate yeah. with them without being like, Hey, bud, <laughs> give me some water, dude. <laughs> you know? Uh, if it, your handler's name is Bud, <laughs> I don't know who you're handling. Well, well, it's simply, you go up to them, and you give them a hug, and then you whisper in their ear and say, You know, this is yeah. this is what's going on. I need your help.
1: You know? Yeah, work on it a little bit. Pantomime is magic. Oh, yeah. Oh. I
4: I was horrible at charades before I started suiting. Now I can pantomime with the best.
1: <laughs> Which becomes a very useful skill in other areas. Oh, yes. <laughs>
2: you know, I think that with gaining your character, your persona, um, you know, sit, you know, if you have to do, stand in front of a mirror and do different little actions, you know. I know for myself in building a character, you know, I, I have a certain distinctive walk, you know, that I gave to my character. <laughs> That's almost signature.
4: Yeah. yeah. We all know the Rue Walk.
1: (laughs) So do you have any final thoughts on the magic? Any Um, pleas you'd like to make to the world?
4: Well, you know, like I said, you know, whatever you do is your problem. (laughs) I just, you know, case by case. Like I said, you know, if you're at a con where everybody knows anyway, but there's still public around, you know, but if you do... You know, if you're doing the walks and the charity events and stuff like that, you 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 know you really have to know your limits. And if you need to get it out of the public view to do something, go for it. But, you know, don't just rip your head off in front of people.
2: My opinion is, you know, you go to conventions, put on your character, become what you aren't on a day-to-day basis. You know, give that opportunity for that character to shine. And um, do all that you can. To have fun and give somebody a smile, you know.
1: I would just like to issue a small plea to, although this probably isn't going to go to the right people, but I'm going to hope it does. Please be aware of the first suitors who really do invest a lot in their character and make a point of trying to do a a solid performance. And, you know, if you're going to have to go do your smoke or whatever, be discreet about it if you can, because... That sure would be nice for everyone else who you're going to affect, whether or not you feel like you have the right to do it or not, and you're entitled, or you just didn't know. And that's my plea.
4: Yeah. Well, and that's that. That's a great way to to look at it. You know, most. Well, I can't speak for most because I don't know, but I I know a few people who fursuit, and it's like, eh, other fursuits. You know, I'm I have my character, and I'm adorable. I'm not worried about you. I love being around fursuiters. If, you know, whether I'm in suit or not, I, I still love fursuits. So, you know, I'm on the other side of it, too. You know, to see somebody walking around without their head on, it's just like, meh. I'm not even going to bother asking for a picture and waiting for them to put their head on. You know, I'm going to go hug the guy next to him who still has his head on.
1: <laughs> no, you get out of the picture. I <laughs> <not sure. laughs> don't care you put your head on, you're out.
2: You know, I think the advice that we've given today actually will help to build, a, you know, build a better, better fandom. Bridge. Yeah, a better bridge.
1: There is no bridge. (laughs) There is none. It's gone. All right, Rue, I have a question for you. What? Since we seem to have come to an end. Yes? Do you want to do the game now or after the break? Do we want to make people wait or come back?
2: I want to do it now. Let's do it now. (laughs) Okay. Yes. All right. So we are going to do the game. This game, you have ten questions. Wait, what's the title? It says, don't lose your head. <laughs> That's the name of the game. So, we're going to be asking you 10 questions. We have. No,
1: l- no. Do it right. Just you do it. You're about to be quizzed on some of the most famous beheaded figures in history. For each one you get right, you get one point. There are a maximum of 10 points. Take your guess after we read you the clue. Any questions? No. That was much easier. <laughs>
2: Question one. I was the most famed pirate of all. Famous for my facial hair. When I was finally caught, my head hung from us from the stern of Maynard. Maynard, the ship.
1: That would be Mm Blackbeard.
2: Very good. (laughs) That is correct.
1: Of all the ladies beheaded during the French Revolution, I was the most famous of all. Maybe it was my large blonde hair.
4: I have no idea. Pirates I can do. French Revolution.
1: Marie Antoinette.
4: Oh, that's who that was.
2: (laughs) I convinced Anakin to take his first steps towards the dark side before he killed me with two lifesavers.
1: (laughs) Lifesavers?
4: Lifesavers.
2: Lifesavers.
4: Oh, that would be
1: Count Dooku.
2: That is correct. Why is he answering all my questions correctly (laughs) and not yours? Batman.
1: Batman. (laughs) <laughs> Number four, Kratos, the god of war, killed me and used my head to turn others to stone.
4: I have no idea. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, read wait. it again. Turned to stone. That would have to be Medusa. Yes.
2: <laughs> what do you mean? I read it right. Oh, I know, I know, but I just I jumped. I was, mm. <laughs> he needed to think about. I knew that you knew the answer. What is that name? Ichabod. Oh, Ichabod Crane ran into me one night after carving eyes. Scaring him to death? After carved eyes. My carved eyes!
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be the headless horseman.
3: (laughs) That is correct.
1: At the end of my adventures, this is number six. At the end of my adventures, long after I left Hercules, I was beheaded and passed into the great beyond. Apparently, they didn't love Lucy, Lawless.
4: Wow, I have no idea on that one.
2: Hercules.
1: Xena, warrior princess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Obviously, these were all major historical. <laughs> I love, I love Zina. <clears throat> all right. As the leader of the Foot Clan, you can imagine my surprise at being beheaded.
4: Um, that would be that. Uh, um, well, the leader would be Shredder. Oh that is correct. <laughs> I was, I was thinking Krang for a minute, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. You're too- <laughs> You're doing really well, Corey. Yes. What's
1: the scores at the moment? Five points. All right, we're on number eight. Although I die constantly, beheading was one of the ways I've died. It took forever to get the red out of my orange hoodie.
2: Ooh, I have no idea. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Think about it. Think about it. Read it again. No. (laughs) Oh.
4: It's Kenny. Oh, (laughs) Kenny, right. Was he ever beheaded? I'm sure he was.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had to do this research.
2: (laughs) There can only be one unless you beheaded me. It's a hard
3: one. No, it's not. That's pretty vague. Nope. I know exactly what it means. Any guesses? I have no idea.
1: For who is it?
3: Well, it's from Highlander. but That's it's not, right. You win. But it's not Connor McCloud because he never lost his head. Go ahead. Right.
1: He didn't. But <laughs> it's just a, This game is about people's heads getting chopped off. <laughs> Gosh.
3: Okay, Highlander.
1: Number 10. Apparently, the Swedes aren't loving it at all. And don't get fries with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love this question That was an
1: awesome question But I still have no idea What the Come on think about it It's easy The Swiss No the Swedes Swedes They don't love it At all And they don't get friends With that They, they decapitated someone Famous to McDonald's
4: Really I, I don't know you... Anything about it
1: <laughs> Ronald McDonald They
4: beheaded Ronald McDonald They
1: did it In like a Jihad style video
2: you <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they took a statue
1: From one of the McDonald's restaurants that
2: is awesome. <laughs> And his
1: hand Is above his head You know It's that one That you always see Yeah. And they have Like a giant knife And they're like What <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's hilarious I knew nothing about it But that's hilarious <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's that the final awesome. score Five points Yay
1: Five points You are only a half loser Congratulations I'm, I'm mediocre
3: Well, it's, it's
1: time for us to take our final musical break. We'll come back and we have listener mail and some plugs.
2: Just for kicks, just for the thrill I got this high without taking a pill This groove has got me way over the sun I'm dancing like I am the only one
0: Cause I can't get enough
2: It's back. Oh, hi. Hi, everyone. Okay. So we have some.
1: It's time for listener mail.
2: Okay. So we have our first lovely email given to us by. And
1: that's it for the show.
3: Have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) What? You're a dick.
2: You are a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Alright, here we go. This is from Rhapsody. Thank you, Rhapsody, for emailing this in. Just going to say, I'm a huge fan of your show, and you guys have taught me a lot. Yay! I've only been in the fandom for a few years. About four or five ish. Oh wait, few months. Sorry. <laughs> That's totally different.
3: <laughs> I like the DJ hand that you're like all like remixing yourself <laughs> while you're reading this email. And because apparently year looks like month when it's typed out.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. And your podcast has helped me understand a lot of things about furries and the fandom. My name is Rhapsody. I'm a ferret from Minnesota. I've been writing, let's see, I wanted to write in a long time, for a long time. And now I have a reason to. I have an issue with my fursona and wanted to know if you guys could help. I am an animal rights activist and vegetarian. But my fursona is a carnivore. It's okay, or should—is it okay, or should I change my species? I chose a ferret because I am a very playful and misch- and mischievous, and because I admire ferrets' fighting spirit and charisma. I'm a bit of a wildflower. I just wanted to know what your guy, what you guys thought. What do you think? I think personally that she should keep her persona as a ferret. I mean. The thing is, is you say that you're a wild thought flower. Why can't you be a, a ferret that's a ver- vegetarian?
1: Well, I think the poem is that, that she didn't write outright, was that she feels like there's a moral conflict there, because she she's an animal rights activist, she said, right? Yeah. So for her to have a character that would eat meat would be in conflict with that. So how do you resolve that?
2: You could have the character not eat meat. Like that's true. It's a ferret that eats something else. I don't I tofu. Mean, really, you know, just because ferrets don't necessarily, you know, have a, you know, they they usually eat something that you know is meat and stuff like that. It doesn't mean that in this fantasy world <clears throat> that we we can have anything. We can have them eat popsicles or cookies. You know, I eat cookies. Do foxes usually eat cookies? In the real life.
1: In the real life yeah it's 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 not worth changing your whole persona over because obviously you've gravitated towards the species that you like and that you feel connected to and you have full control over what your character does and if like Rue said you want your character to be a vegetarian like you great that's that's no problem i don't think anyone is gonna think that's a big deal (laughs) honestly did you have anything about that click
4: well um
1: you know i think it's
4: i just stay with whatever you like like you said you know that's the species you you identify with um so make it not eat meat uh really what could you change to i don't know of any animals in the wild that are purely vegetarian
1: cows actually i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) maybe Do you know
4: but you know like you said it's not worth changing what you identify with just because of of your lifestyle integrate your lifestyle into your character
2: her email actually goes on it says another thing what is a good way to start fursuiting i was still just just a youngin only 16 but i wanted to know if there was an easy or preferably an inexpensive starting point i made a partial fursuit for halloween i was a werewolf does that does things like that count
4: course it does it's still it's still costuming you know my my first two suits actually I made myself and you know they were made of cheap materials I put a lot of hard work into them but you know you can make you can make something yourself reasonably for uh, a decent price
1: I think you just do it you just there's no right or wrong way You just find something that works for you and do it and you'll find that just like anything else it's like kind of when you learn to drive. You know, you just get in a car and go somewhere, but eventually you learn I like a car that does this or that or the other thing and it's like fursuiting. You eventually realize I want my fursuit to have this or that or I want to be in this kind of an environment or whatnot and it grows with you and you know, you'll you learn.
4: Yeah. Well if you make Yeah, if you make something you like, that shines through. If you if you take pride in what you have and put a lot of hard work into it, that shows through and people will actually pick up on that.
2: So, she finishes her email saying, Final thing, what is the show's P.O. Box address? I want to send Rue some cookies. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I'm so excited. But your website won't tell me where to send them.
1: Okay, so I'm going to lose this fight because for the longest time, there have been two little arrows on that page that says contact us. And you can change what you're looking at. This does not work. So, we'll figure something else out. But, the P.O. Box number is P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125. Please rewind the podcast if you need that one more time.
2: (laughs) Keep up the awesome work, Rhapsody. P.S. I only thought that Rue was a female for the first few episodes. Eventually, I wised up. (laughs) Uh, Don't worry, everyone still thinks I'm a female. Dude, I still wonder. Like, it's starting to get to the point where people are like... Thinking that I'm a female, like in real life, like today at Black Friday sales, somebody came up to me. I had I had like one of those furry hats that, you know, had ears. You know, you know what there, um, but needless to say, she said, "Yes, ma'am, I'll get that for you." And I'm like, "No, really? I, I'm not a man. Do I need to show you my man boobs?" You said I'm not. <laughs> you said I'm not a man. Oh, oops. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh I'm a real boy. <laughs> well, thank you, Rhapsody, for sending that in, and I look forward to eating cookies.
1: You better send two cookies because I want one too. I was gonna I say who knows where I live, so you better share. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
2: Tugs, what what do we have up next?
1: Um Kaney's email, which you also have. I do? Yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, Katie had a short little message that she wanted to send out to everybody. Did you figure out if Katie's a he or is she? It is a he. It. It. <laughs> <laughs> How is the weather out there? And happy holidays.
1: The weather's pretty good. It's uh, it's warmed up. It's not as cold as Seattle.
2: Yeah. It was um, It was snowing just about a week or so ago. So it was pretty bad.
3: Two weeks, one foot.
2: Yeah. It was pretty cold. So
3: Ski resorts are open. It's
2: Yay. Cold. So that's come food. to Utah. <laughs> and come to one of our furry meets. Yay. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Thank Sweet. you for sending that in.
1: I have an email from Anonymous.
2: Ooh. I wonder why it's Anonymous. I
1: don't know.
2: They have something to hide. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Hold on. Okay, there. <clears throat> Dear Tugs and Rue. I am pretty new to the fandom, and it feels like I'm walking through an already tight-knit group. There appears to be a lot of drama going on right over my head, and I feel like because I'm out of the loop, I don't fit in. How can I break through the barrier? Signed, Anonymous. Well, the best thing that you can do with that is what you can do with any drama. Simply don't participate in it and only interact when there's no drama around. What do you think? <laughs> He's giggling. That's, over there.
4: Actually, that's, that's great. You know, I'm... That's one thing that attracted me to this fandom so so strongly is the the drama. No, <laughs> no, not the drama. Um, you know, the fact that it doesn't matter who you are or what you do or how you look or where you live. You know, you're you're welcome, as and, until you create drama, then not so much.
2: You know, that's that's a very interesting subject. I mean, I know that for myself, how I ended up getting... Like, I, I have a lot of insecurities, believe it or not. And especially when I... Thanks thanks for the nod, Tugs. I love you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but I have a lot of insecurities about myself, and I want to be able to be accepted from, you know, from people. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up going in, and I brought one of my talents and I just basically, you know, made balloon animals for like everybody in the group, and that's how they, you know, they got to know Rue. So I don't know if you have a talent like drawing or, um, I don't know, chess. <laughs> but if you don't have bring some- <laughs> chess, <laughs> no one is gonna play
1: that. Not chess necessarily. This is, cool. Chess is cool, but how many exciting chess events do you see Test? <laughs> Zero.
3: It doesn't have to be exciting.
2: But I like
1: chess. I want the guy, I want um, Andre Contour, like he did in that Geico commercial, to do a chess match. Then, <laughs> then you know, the, guy, the the soccer announcer. Then, then it'll be
3: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they did. They did do a chess one.
1: With I know. I'm saying I want that for real.
3: Oh, okay.
2: But, you know, if you're not good at, um, you, you don't have a talent or something like that, then stop going to furry meets, go buy a how-to-do book and learn it, and then go back. No, just I <laughs> The
1: Clutch library has a wide <laughs> variety of books that you can purchase. They're not in any way affiliated with, for what it's worth.
2: <laughs> well, no, uh, to be all serious, just be yourself. You know, get to know people, don't participate in the drama. Um, the drama's there. Let it happen the way that it's happening and then you just just do your own thing. And you know, you can get to know people, don't necessarily take a side or like backstab or do add anything to the drama itself, but I don't know. You're chuckling over there. What are you thinking?
4: <laughs> I, it's just it, that's the real trick in this fandom is to not participate in the drama, even if it has nothing to do you, with it. You. you know
1: how, they, how foxes are the stereotype starter for Sona? It really should be a duck. Because then all the drama would roll off roll your right
2: back. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um, sh-
1: I need a button for that. Alright, next email.
2: This email is from Scooby-Dooby-Doo.
1: No, he's probably going to punch me now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, curse you. This is what he says. Ah, curse you. I'm officially addicted to your podcast. Yay! And I hate podcasts. Yay! (laughs) I'm sending a nice confusing... Oh, I sent a nice confusing email yesterday. Sorry about that. I am listening to your show and doing like five things at once. I wish to thank you for all. I wish to thank you all for the great show. Thank you. Thank you. If you're ever driving in Wisconsin, Texas area, we should grab a bite to eat sometime. (laughs)
1: Wisconsin, Texas?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wichita, Kansas.
1: Wow. Wow. Whoa. wow. <laughs> I think they just got no wow. first for
0: sticker collection. <laughs>
1: Wisconsin, Texas. I was going to say,
4: wow. I've, I've, I've been around this country it's not a lot. Even,
2: wait a minute, wait a minute. You said Wisconsin, Texas? That's what you said. That's what you That's said. What That's, said. What you That's said. not what I said. Yes. I said Kansas. We have so, it
3: recorded. I have it recorded. <laughs> Whatever. It, yeah. So, I'm not impressed. So, all of Tornado Alley.
2: Wisconsin, Texas.
3: <laughs> wow.
2: That's not even. It's Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> That's
3: a message slash ringtone.
2: Oh, uh, anyways. P.S. Rue. <laughs> Sorry for what it's worth. It's now broadcasting from Wisconsin, Texas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: studio is
2: now i'm gonna cry no just kidding all right rue i made let's see i'm wow i can't read this email now
1: do you you want me to take over texas okay
2: (laughs) rue i made literally the best snickerdoodle cookies in the world but i usually never make them because they disappeared too dang fast did they write dang yes Let's see, a quadruple batch with the last will last like a day, maybe. That bribe, so bribe. Ooh, so he's bribing us to go out there so that he'll make me snickerdoodle cookies. Or you
4: <laughs> can if just... you can find Wisconsin, Texas, more power to you. <laughs> yeah,
1: I actually, Ru, I needed to ask you, because you have an iPhone, are you using the new Apple Maps? Because that sounds <laughs>
2: like a location I should ask Siri to take me to Wichita, Kansas, I mean, Texas. Which... <laughs> I mean, Wichita, now? <laughs> well, I meant Wichita, Kansas, but whatever. Whatever. I love you guys. I'm sorry if I mess up on your emails when you send them, but I really like reading them. So.
1: Alright, now that. Um, oh, sorry, I'm trying to think of, the, of our writer's name. Scoodoo? Scoodoo. Scoodoo. In my head, I'm thinking Wichita now from Zombieland.
2: Wichita, Texas. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, thank you for the uh, email, and thank you for the entertainment, Rue.
2: You're welcome. I am always here.
1: You know what? We have to give Scootoo an actual sticker that says (laughs) Wisconsin, Texas, because (laughs) they are the source of your new sticker. Oh,
2: no. So, um, yeah. Well, that's it for that
1: disaster bag. (laughs) 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 So this brings us to the wonderful end of the show. So, if you want to get a hold of us, we accept show comments. (laughs) Bribes. (laughs) If you would like to have your content on the show, keeping in mind that you release all rights to us, blah, 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 legal stuff, we only accept them a couple different ways because that's how we keep track. We have the website. We have email. And we have a P.O. box.
2: And voicemails.
1: And what's our website address?
2: Our website is www.forwhatitsworth.com.
1: Or, if you listen to For media it's forwhatitis.com.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we also
1: have P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125. Please send any and all correspondence to it. For What It's Worth is the name on it.
2: Also, if you want to send emails to us, send to cast at for what it's worth.com.
1: If you want to leave us a voicemail, be cool. Leave us a voicemail. Say who you are and your species. Call 469 furry Long distance churches apply.
2: There's other ways to follow us, Twitter, Facebook.
1: We have at for what it's worth on Twitter.
2: And we have our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash for what it's worth.
1: All right. Well, before we go, upcoming things to be aware of. For what it's worth live is going to be at FC 2013. More details will be announced shortly once we get all those uh, things ironed out.
2: And we're also going to be the guest of honor at For Idaho twenty thirteen. So make sure that you come to both of it to catch for what it's worth live. And
1: you could be on the show exactly. Personal emails, if you want to send Rue a hate mail,
2: no, send hey. it to
1: castitforwhatitsworth.com.
2: Send me love
1: to Rue at for what it's and for what worth And
2: pictures talk. and drawings. And oh. then, if you want to like send something like I don't know, like factual and. I don't know, something that's computer related. You can send it to tugs at com. I like what, what, what
3: happened to your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What? By
1: the way, if you want to email the sound booth and hear more about what he has to say,
2: you can send it to. Oh,
3: uh, koru at com.
1: If you'd like to get to know Click better, yes, he's made it. What? How do they get a hold of you?
4: <laughs> um, I actually have a. a you can send it to clickyote at k-l-i-k-y-o-t-e at yahoo.com. Awesome.
2: Yahoo mail. Yay. So our next episode will be dealing with media and
1: the fandom. We're going to have, as part of that show, we have something from Act Fur, which is an Australian podcast that Rue is absolutely infatuated with.
2: Yay. We like, are
1: going to have like someone from the Biggest Little Fur Con in Reno. It's a new con. We're going to have them on because their site is just awesome.
4: It is. I've seen it. <laughs>
1: if you haven't seen it, go Google it. It's really, really awesome. And we're going to talk to them more about where they got the gonads to do that. Because <laughs> it's been coming for a long time. I think time. it will be fun. Yep. And then...
2: We have our McRib episode.
1: And I think I'm going to spill the beans on this a little early. But we've lined up Ranji to take another trip from India to join us. Yes! In eating this horribly delicious sandwich. Oh no. And we will also have T-Wolf come back. He's going to eat his very first McRib ever. Plus, we'll have for media. Awesome. It'll be packed. It'll be. we
2: will have so many fun. people in here.
1: It'll be full of delightfully gross sounds of people eating <laughs> McRib. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And we might even be head Ronald McDonald.
2: <laughs> yes! <laughs> Get I can't believe you gave me, like, obesity. Ouch!
1: Burger Town. All right, well, this is Tugs.
2: And this is Rue.
3: And Peru. And click. And, and this, this has been For, for what, what It's, it's
1: worth. worth. Say it.
4: For What It's Worth. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>